0: All right, howlers, let's get howling. But first, a couple quick warnings. First warning, this podcast contains adult content.
1: Don't be a pixie.
0: Second warning, this podcast contains spoilers for the entire Red Rising saga.
1: Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy. Email howlerpod at gmail.com. Visit us at howlerpod.com and rate and review us. Five stars only. If you don't give us five stars only then we will call you really mean nicknames like hatchet face <laughs> and half breed
0: <laughs> and now howler pod Howl-
1: oh
0: this is how a legend begins the first boy the son of the rising fulfilling his parents promise he looks afraid to step into his new world as if he feared this moment but knew it would come with Electra at his side, he steps past me and into the crowd, which parts and raises their clenched fists and salute as they chant his father's name. Hello, Howlers! Welcome to Howlipot, the one and only podcast for all things Red Rising, where every episode we dive deep to break down, celebrate, and discuss all aspects of the fantastic Red Rising saga by Howler number one, Pierce Brown. Ow. I am your host, Ben Reinert. I am joined today, as always, by the amazing Aaron Ayers.
1: Low howlers.
0: All right, it's character study time.
1: Who will enter the passage tonight? The passage of our in-depth scrutiny and judgment? Will they rise above the rest and be crowned prime? Or will they fall short and be disgraced henceforth as a pixie?
0: Who are we studying today?
1: Half-brained hatchet face. Let's do it. That's uh, Pax and Electra, the kiddies. If you're not the keeping kiddos. track
0: of rude nicknames.
1: I hope we get paid for babysitting tonight.
0: <laughs> Let's load up this star shell and shoot straight into our character backgrounds.
1: Hopefully we don't shoot off suits.
0: How Barca is a gold and the eldest daughter of Severo and Victra... She is about nine years old at the beginning of Iron Gold. She is described as thin with heavy-lidded, dusky eyes and a narrow face. Her personality is basically a combination of both her parents. She loves to fight, is not afraid of anything. Her mother has nicknamed her Gloomy One, and Ephraim describes her as a little psycho at one point. She is a little psycho. During both Iron Gold and Dark Age, she is very dedicated to training in the martial arts and has already become well versed in the use of a razor.
1: She's a scary little kid. Yeah. <laughs> Pax. What is Pax's last name? Does Darrow have a last name? He gets it's not in He gets the moniker
0: Pax Augustus a lot, but I don't think that's official because it doesn't show up in the books anywhere.
1: He's just Pax. Of Darrow. <laughs> of Mustang. Did <laughs> it? So Pax, baby Pax, not big Pax, is the son of Virginia and Darrow. He was named for Pax Autolomanus, a close friend of his parents. We all know Pax. Mm-hmm. Pax is uh, of the first generation of children born with no color designation under the new Solar Republic, and he's about 11 years old during Iron Gold and Dark Age. In Iron Gold, Darrow observes that Pax is half his height. He has straw blonde hair and rose gold eyes because he's a half breed. (laughs) That's an old argument that I won. I just wanted to <laughs> come back to it.
0: <laughs> oh, are you keeping tabs on that? Um,
1: I keep tabs on the ones I win, since I I don't win very many. Um, it is said that he smiles like his mother and broods like his father. AKA, he's very moody. Yeah. He is a tad smaller than Electra. He's got no sigils, and he's the first child in 800 years to not have them implanted. Even though they seem kind of cool, like, I would like some. (laughs) Can I have Pax's unused sigils? According to Lyria, his hands are as sigilless, which is a word, as Darrow's.
0: Also, both Ephraim and Lyria note the similarities between Pax and Darrow, going as far as to think for a few seconds that Pax was actually Darrow until they realize that he is actually a child. In Dark Age, he wears the crests of his parents, the lion and the pegasus, on the shoulders of his jacket. He is as tall as Kieran of Lycos, his uncle, and has scars and deep circles under his eyes.
1: He's had a long life, this <laughs> little kid. He's seen a lot of shit. <laughs> uh, he's about to see more. That's true. In Dark Age, Pax defeated three obsidian trainees on his own, violently and mercilessly and it was a little creepy, <laughs> and all the while looking bored. Ephraim notes that he had his eyes closed, which, combined with Pax's interest in meditation lessons with Osgard, can suggest that he has the ability to control his minds in ways the average human can't. Like the mind's eye? Maybe. Maybe. He is not as fast as Electra but he's notably crueler. He refused to play by obsidian rules and much like his father changed the paradigm to suit himself, changed the what the (laughs) paradigm he broke an opponent's kneecap, another skull and embedded a piece of bone stave into the neck of the last two millimeters away from his carotid artery. Ephraim notes that it all looked like a dance, like something Pax saw before happening and now must go through the motion to entertain the obsidians. (laughs) I don't want to fight this little kid.
0: Maybe he's the little psycho, honestly. Um, He has a great memory, as he can draw a very detailed map of the city of Olympia from memory alone. He can also reproduce conversations word by word as he heard them. He has access to secrets of the state. Like Ascomani, the figment parasite, Oculus, Triggs, past, and he uses this knowledge to help the
1: Republic. Or to get his (laughs) friends (laughs) killed. You knew it was going to come up. He's a very skilled pilot, admiring the likes of Rex uh, and Char for most of his childhood. (laughs) the fuck is Rex?
0: It's that one uh, pilot that he talks to Leary about that...
1: I thought that was about Char.
0: Lyria was like Char's the best, oh, and okay. Pax is like no, this other pilot's actually best, and or they're like a ballerina in the air or whatever.
1: Oh, yeah, Rex.
0: I think it's a girl too.
1: Pax managed to bring down a torch ship, coordinating his allies impeccably so that he had a clear passage to deliver the fatal blow.
0: He's fluent in Nagal, the obsidian language, and he is very knowledgeable about their customs and habits. Um, we get a big download about the Dark Revolt from Pax. I was just reading that the other day.
1: We need him to write us a whole nother book about <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> he also uses his senses to his advantage as he could deduce Valdir's relationship with Freehild by observing them.
1: And, like, everyone knew. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a little obvious.
0: Yeah, even Safi knew.
1: Make it eyes. Yeah. Uh, Pax is also a very skilled mechanic. He built a hover bike from scraps that impressed his father. and Then he also managed to make a pair of strong harnesses, which helped him and Elektra escape Olympia with Ephraim so that Sefi couldn't use them as hostages.
0: He's handy. He's smart.
1: He's a little cold when he <laughs> stabbed you in the neck <laughs> with a piece of bone. You know.
0: All around great guy.
1: He's a great guy. <laughs> what a great profile! And then Electra's like, "Why is everyone calling me?" <laughs> yeah, this the psycho. bad one.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get some historical connections from our wise and wonderful researcher, Heather. Heather, um, as mentioned in the Telemannus episode, Pax means peace in Latin. As one of the first known color-crossing humans in the Red Rising universe, Pax's very existence represents novel. Unity linking the interests of the oppressed with the oppressors. Pax is the blood bond that ties Mustang to Darrow and love and hope, without whom many subjects of the Republic would question yet further the true intentions of Virginia. As the child of the two most visible world leaders, he embodies the ultimate alliance, a joint incentive to resolve historic differences and strive towards a better, more peaceful future. Well said, Hitler.
1: So peaceful. We hope. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, Electra is an ancient Greek name meaning Bright One. The famous mythological Electra was the daughter of Clytemnestra and Agamemnon, a Trojan war hero who chose to sacrifice his daughter <laughs> Iphigenia, Iphigenia Iphigenia, in <laughs> order to ensure the favorable winds needed to sail safely into battle for his sister-in-law Helen, she has the most boring name in that whole family. <laughs> yeah,
0: she really missed out <laughs> <on a laughs> unpronounceable Thanks, name. Thanks, Helen. I
1: can actually <laughs> say her name. Probably not even saying it right. <laughs> Overcome by anger and despair, Clytemnestra killed Agamemnon... O- upon his return ten years later and seized control of the city with her lover Aegisthus. <laughs> Dramas about such are meant to evoke hatred towards Clytemnestra for stepping outside the boundaries of Greek womanhood and pursuing vengeance like a man would, sexism that manifests through Electra herself. Rather than sympathizing with her mother, Electra repudiates Clytemnestra as amoral and ju- unjustified in her actions. To avenge the death of their criminal father, she ultimately aids her brother in matricide. Electra's deference to male authority was such a defining characteristic that psychoanalyst Sigmund Freud named a girl's sense of rivalry between her mother for her father's affection, the Electra Complex. Since readers know so little about Electra Abarca... It's difficult to draw conclusions about her true attributes. Nevertheless, it's apparent from her few interactions that she greatly admires and aspires to be like her father, Severo. At times, she even seems to be battling Victra for his attention. This desire to be recognized likely stems from the long periods of time during which Severo's away in war. Still, it's impossible to know what Electra would do if one parent turned on the other, as was the case with Clytemnestra and Agamemnon. Hopefully, we will never have to find out. Wow. Uh-oh. <laughs> that makes me <laughs> 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 makes me a little worried about Severo's mind diddles.
0: First of all, I love this research from Heather. Great job today especially on this Electra one. There's so many interesting I didn't know there, there was an
1: Electra complex. I didn't
0: either. That's really interesting, and that, like, fits in perfectly with her character. And then also, it just makes me feel like now, like, the evidence seems to be mounting that Severo is going to get brain-diddled and oh. going to have to be, like, killed or something. It's <laughs> I terrible. Just, I don't like Heather, it. Heather, how at dare all. you? <laughs> 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 she needs to
1: change history.
0: Oh man, that's scary, but also really well done, Heather. Thank you. Okay, let's talk legacy.
1: Yeah, and they're both still alive.
0: We have two live characters here. Wow. With some legacy to be determined as far as what their legacy is among the fans.
1: And such future. They're so young.
0: Right. So I think we'll we'll focus on that aspect more in predictions. But I did want to talk about this because I think Heather does a great job of touching on it in her uh, first paragraph here about Pax. Uh, these characters are a little different. They have to deal with the legacy of their parents.
1: They're very famous, yes, out-in-the-open like legacy.
0: <laughs> Solar system-wide famous parents. <laughs> That's like almost <laughs> as famous as us. <laughs> almost. Let's not... Give Daryl too much credit there, so yeah, it's it's just it's a lot to deal with, especially for a small child. So it's interesting how they both go about that. It seems like Electra doesn't really give a shit, and that she just wants to kind of be like her dad.
1: Well, she I think she's super tough, right? You know, I, I doubt she would be as cutthroat and hard as she is without like the war, and and you know, I'm glad that both parents have still trained their kids to be fighters. Right.
0: They're a little different in that Electra does not seem to be concerned with like the opinion of people at large.
1: But she's still a team player.
0: Sure, sure. Uh Pax, he knows what he represents. Like he represents this like marriage between red and gold like Heather was saying and he's like the symbol of the republic almost like
1: He's the first child. <laughs> yeah,
0: he's the first boy. Like <laughs> the first boy. He and he carries all of that weight on top of him. And you he can just also
1: like is a little bit of a psychopath. <laughs> you know, like you Let's see unpack
0: that. Yeah, tell me why you, you think that.
1: You see in Electra, especially with the obsidians. Right. That she wants to be the best fighter and the toughest, but she's not so independent that she doesn't work with her team of obsidians that sh- which she is assigned to and they win together right you know i think you can see that in several where he's very much like a part of the pack and then right um he he does become the leader but he's he's just very good at working with others even though he he comes off as electra does as being standoffish and (laughs) kind (laughs) of (laughs) gross but like it all in all he always has his howlers and you know i think she's kind of pack minded Mm -hmm. whereas pax seems more like he knows that he's smarter than everyone and he's like i don't need and you know anyone i'm not
0: sure it's necessarily i don't need anybody i think it's just like there's a space between it, him and everyone else, just because everybody knows who he is.
1: That and and I'm I'm going back to the obs- obsidian fight oh, okay. where you yeah. where you see just the difference in the two of them. Yeah. So then Pax obviously doesn't fight as a team. He just like destroys everyone and is like, I'm not playing fucking game, Steffi. <laughs> yeah. Like what do you want with me
0: right he is much more singular in that way um i think that's like i said i think that just plays into his personality and just the position that he's put in been put into in life like he's just been singled out his whole life and so he has always carried that he's walking into situations where everybody's like staring at him like oh my god that's
1: right he's on the hc
0: he he doesn't have any sigils like look at this fucking guy he's
1: got weird (laughs) sigillous hands how crazy and is so that everyb- what hands look like?
0: Right. So everybody's treating him like with you know like he's a celebrity from a young age. So that's got to be a weird. you have always got to feel like you're being watched, you know.
1: And then I think comparing the two kids again, you see the differences when they come home, and Electra is so excited to see Severo, and um, Pax is is showing Darrow coldness to show him his hurt and his like disappointment in his dad being gone all the time. Yeah. So I also feel like Electra is probably quicker to forgive and, and just want, you know, her dad there. Whereas Pax is willing to, (laughs) you know, be a dick and maybe never see his dad again.
0: (laughs) He's got, he's just got to show him how good he's gotten at brooding.
1: Oh, so good at brooding. (laughs) But he still is a kid. He still needs his father. He shows that by giving his dad a key, saying, Mm -hmm. like, I built this so we could spend time together. Right. Great moment. And, you know, then Daryl's just not a great dad because he's not there all the time.
0: (laughs) This is true. We can see their their differences in their personality there. And then I think just a lot of the way Pax is just is, is the way he was raised. And the position that he's been in since he's been a child. Like he has all these eyes on him all the time. You got to be perfect. And that's just got to be tough. It's going to be really stressful for like a 10 year old.
1: (laughs) And then I have, these aren't really like, I'm like psychoanalyzing them. Yeah. But one last difference Mm -hmm. with the kids is that Electra has siblings and she is not necessarily being raised as an ally to victra as pax is to mustang right so not only is mustang treating pax like you need to be my ally because you're fucking smart and i need someone as smart as me around but also he's he's an only child he's got only child syndrome (laughs) so he's got to like carry the weight of his parents hopes and dreams all on his shoulders
0: that's a good point too and yeah and then his mom is putting so much pressure on him as well because she's like literally raising him to help her out as she rules the solar system so
1: well babe sovereign that's a
0: lot to deal with as well but that takes us into our next section where i think we're going to kind of talk uh, a little bit longer here because we don't really know what these characters legacies are long term especially for us as fans like what our impression of them is i think book six is going to have a large effect on that so that part is kind of hard to speak to but hey we can make some wild predictions about what we think is going to happen to them right
1: Let's go. <laughs> okay,
0: so I have a few questions written down, and I want to know this first. So you got, I got to put you on the record. Does Pax have the mind's eye?
1: Yes. Wow, I'm gonna say no. Cool. Uh, you told me to guess. <laughs> 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 Don't come after me, howlers. I'm just.
0: I think there's a lot of people that think you do.
1: I just have no idea, and I feel like he should because. Someone's got to out minds eye license. I think there's
0: li- there's evidence out there that especially that obsidian training moment. Right. There's a lot going on there. So I could see why somebody would think that. But I just think he's too young. And I don't think Mustang knows it. So like who would have taught it to him is where I'm at with it. Mm. Um, okay. The next question I was just thinking about this last night. Does like does Electra have a role in book six? If so, like what do you think it is?
1: It's she's always kind of been like a C character. Right. Like, Pax is a B character and then she's yeah. just there with him. Yeah. But Heather's historical connections <laughs> make me kind of worried that she'll take on more of an A role in, like, yeah. either, you know, having to deal with minded old Severo <laughs> or, like, coming to his side and then we have electra and several fighting people oh that'd
0: be interesting because
1: like, of the electric complex right
0: <laughs> i'm wondering if we could get her into like a stowaway situation where she's supposed to be like staying home on mars or something like that but she stows away on the ship after they leave to you go to like save a, Severo or something
1: like a rona moment
0: yeah and then she like pops out
1: where's rona
0: She's on Mercury, maybe. I don't know. She might have gotten captured. She's supposed to be back with the Morning Star and but Char. But you never know where she's going. But we don't. We away. just don't know. She was still at the uh, base that Daryl like left when he was chasing Lysander, and so the Morning Star is there.
1: She okay. But I know, know we're not talking about Rona. Mostly got captured. But she's gonna stomp her Drakken Jaeger and <laughs> smash Lysander for killing Alexander. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing that one in there
0: but back to electra i'm interested to see just like what her actual role is and how much these kids get aged up because i just can't imagine like there's much to do with them when if they're they stay 10 young. or 11 years old
1: yeah, yeah well yeah, are know. you saying there's going to be a gap cuz we can't have a gap cuz daddy I mean, severo be. can't be taken for that long
0: well i was thinking possibly what if there's you know the start of the book is Pretty soon after the end of Dark Age, but then maybe there's a time jump within the book or something like that. Whoa! Uh, so I don't know, but I just don't think like what can you do with these kids when they're ten or eleven? I don't think you can kill them because that would just be
1: we've already killed awful enough kids. <laughs> Pierce, <laughs>
0: I don't think we can kill like the kids of our main characters when they're twelve years old or whatever. That would maybe just be the terrible. kids
1: will be used to make our hearts break more when everyone we love dies.
0: <laughs> so I put this uh, question out on Instagram. So I'm going to throw some, some answers from our howlers at you and just see what you think of them. Okay. Okay. We've got a few that said they think that they're going to be married or practically married. Do you see any romantic future for the two of them?
1: I don't. One, cause that's like a child bride situation. <laughs> <laughs> and two, Electra's kind of like Pax's brother, and I mean brother, not sister. She's like a brother.
0: Yeah, I don't see much romantic stuff between them. I don't feel like Pax is really a romantic guy.
1: I I don't think Pax is interested yeah. in procreating.
0: <laughs> he doesn't seem to have that vibe for me. Not yet. Not yet. He's anyway.
1: got, I mean, he's like 11.
0: Okay, what about either of them dying there's a lot of like pax dies there's a suggestion that electra sac- sacrifices herself to save pax that darrow dies to save pax where are you at with either of them dying
1: those both of those i think are good options <laughs> 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 um i yeah i don't feel like pax is gonna die electric could but that'd be shitty for the barca family and darrow dying to save pax obviously i think that would suck (laughs) because i don't (laughs) want darrow to die but at least then it could be darrow like finally you know doing something for his kid and leaving him forever
0: (laughs) (laughs) that would be sad like puts the key back into his hand as he dies oh no (laughs)
1: No, I don't I don't like any of those. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you were all about Pax dying the other week.
1: I don't think he's going to die though. I was just mad at him because of Ephraim.
0: Okay. Um what what about Pax being like the new leader of the Rising by the end of it? There was a couple suggestions like that like um Pax will rise to that position or he becomes the new leader of the republic
1: so i don't i don't think he'll become a leader of the republic but i think he's already gaining some followers uh with those in the red hand bind that saw him flying the ship and Mm -hmm. they're like first boy first boy (laughs) i think he's already gaining notoriety by being an amazing pilot and fighter Mm -hmm. um so i think he'll have he might have his own little troop but I don't think he's old enough to get the whole Republic after him, especially when you have people like Atalantia and Volsung Fa out there. Like, you know, no one's going to be like, yeah, let's let this kid lead us while we're certain to die (laughs) by the hands of (laughs) monsters.
0: That does kind of lead us into our next predictions that somehow are sent in. There was a lot of people that thought he might like lead a fleet or be flying a ship or something like that. Do you think he's going to be participating in the war at any point?
1: Yeah, I th- I like that. I think that makes sense cuz Pierce definitely set it up with him being plugged in and being like amazing at flying. Yeah. After from being like, "Damn, son, yeah. <laughs> you're so good at flying?"
0: <laughs> I could see him yeah, doing like some Ender shit. Is that like Ender's game type stuff? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Ender. Yeah. Um. No. Ender cares more for other life <laughs> forces. but yes, definitely like a prodigy at flying. It would be Ender. Yeah. And then I bet Electro would be there with him, like helping fight on the ground. That'd be a cool little side story. Maybe we get a spinoff series, kind of like Arya's spinoff series. Is that a spoiler? Arya. You know how she like gets on the ship and is like, "I'm clearly prepping for my spinoff uh. series." <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I think that's actually how her character is going to end up. Yeah, uh, that's we don't a, know yet, obviously. We don't, but but yeah, that was kind of, that did seem like a setup for a new TV show. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Just the way she's like, she's like settled and like,
1: this is my new journey. <laughs>
0: I would ro- I would definitely read a Pax and Electra spinoff. I'm down.
1: Let's do it. Hey, Pierce. <laughs> 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 Write more books.
0: All right. We decided we're not fan casting today because we don't know any child actors.
1: They're ki- Get some like kid. Disney stars turned dirty.
0: Probably just going to have to find some kid you never heard of before, right? I mean, that's the way it works.
1: Find some like martial artist child and make her be electra. Yeah. <laughs> Karate kid.
0: <laughs>
1: but like more hardcore and less cute.
0: Also I didn't want to just like google a bunch of child actors that would seem I know I've already weird, had so
1: Like what was it last week for <laughs> Atalantia I was like what are the sexiest strongest female actors and I just, it was it was getting weird. <laughs> like, I'm, and the fact that all these lists exist it's like uh, yeah, uh, it's disgusting uh, doesn't feel
0: right alright let's move on to the prime five
1: which is our top five best character moments for Pax and Electra, the kitties
0: alright number five moment this is kind of a bundle of moments you know how we like to do it
1: bundle them up
0: <laughs> we've got Daryl like returning so this is kind of when we we were first like actually introduced to these children as like real human beings mm-hmm. not just like personalities baby. <laughs> yeah. baby on the beach <laughs> right so we learn some stuff about both of them um we see electra's character and that she's really good at fighting she's like beating up on pax at this moment um now will be like counting out points and pax getting all pissed and then electra's like super happy to see Severo when he shows up pax is much more broody and then
1: he's like, Dad, you're embarrassing me <laughs> for my friends.
0: We get a lot of great information about both of them. We learn about Pax and his like best friend, the obsidian kid. And then uh, later on, a couple chapters later, we get that conversation between Pax and Darrow. They go out on the speeder bike and he gives them the key. And it's like this great father son moment that is just never given to us again. Afterwards. Immediately shattered
1: <laughs> yeah. by the death of his son's protector,
0: <laughs> Wolfgar.
1: Yes, while his son is watching. <laughs> so that's tough. <laughs> and Darrow's like, "Fuck! I really fucked that one up." <laughs> but so soon. It
0: was like great seeing for five minutes Darrow being a It's being one a dad. of those
1: <laughs> cinematic, like you know, reprieves where we get a little breath in the in the blood, right little little and it's just like never seen
0: and never seeing darrow in that moment in that role before is really cool i feel like seeing him in a fatherly role and then like pax being so excited to show him his bike and uh just like that father-son interaction that you've just never seen before and we know that darrow's always wanted that that was something that he really cared about and Um, you, you
1: see the darrow that uh existed here and there in quiet moments which we never like had read about. Like, right. Obviously Darrow was there before right, and right. raising his son just yeah. you know. It had been a while up. though.
0: He, like he hadn't seen him in a year and he'd right. been mostly fighting in the war this whole time so like
1: The Rat Legions.
0: That's tough. Tough on Pax.
1: Poor Pax. He just wants his daddy to come home. <laughs> so number 4 this is about Electra. Um, so this is kind of a general, like Electra's personality is likable because she's she comes off so like bitchy and s- she's like a miniature Victra, mm-hmm. um, and like the way she like hates Ephraim and looks down at him even though he's like a super spy, <laughs> she's like ugh this Gray like kidnapping me <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking <laughs> stupid. <laughs> But then, so she gives Ephraim all this attitude, and I love their back and forth. That's another (laughs) thing I love. Um, But then she starts liking Ephraim once she hears about the mushroom story where he has the mop with the robots, um, and she just thinks it's fucking hilarious. And then they're friends after that. So this is how you get in with Electra is you almost die and are definitely high on mushrooms.
0: <laughs> and I just love like Ephraim talking about it. I was reading this part the other night and he says, Electra literally almost died laughing when I told him that's what happened afterward in my rooms in Olympia. I thought she'd be jealous, but she thinks it's the funniest thing she's ever bloody heard. The, the mop jokes are rather overdone. Now she actually talks to me without looking like she wants to cut my balls off. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, that's all it took.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Got to get in with a funny story. (laughs) Epic
0: story. Ephraim, way to go.
1: And I think Electra is all about clout. Like she wants you to prove yourself and Victor's the same way. Mm -hmm. Like you can get in with Victor as long as you're a badass.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's not like her trust is not just given out. It's no, yeah, something you definitely have to earn.
1: So Ephraim proved <laughs> proved himself <laughs> yeah. fighting robots with a mop. Right.
0: Okay, that takes us to number three moment, which we always love: the kids escaping with Ephraim. I just mean,
1: Ephraim. Let's just put <laughs> Ephraim as one of the tough.
0: Well, I mean, most of our interactions with the two of them come through Ephraim chapters. Right. Right. So we're getting like the lens that we see the two of them through is basically through Ephraim's eyes and and brain. So. Um, I love his impression of both of them. Um, So he escapes with them twice, obviously. There's some really cool fighting that goes on in the second one. But the first one, when they're escaping the Duke of Hands, is just fantastic. And we kind of talked about this a lot during our uh, Ephraim episode already. But those moments where we get the back talk from the two kids and he's calling them uh, names and they're both just like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And... um, electra's like sizing him up with a razor and he's like are you really gonna like what right. are you gonna do right now i'm here i'm saving you right <laughs>
1: like stop trying to stab me <laughs> little psycho
0: yeah and that's when we get the little psycho moment it's just like so great the interactions between the three of them the whole way is awesome and just the the amount of sarcasm going back and forth is fantastic
1: God, I miss Ephraim. <laughs>
0: I know. I was like, I just don't know where we're gonna get jokes in the sixth book. Like, I need jokes.
1: You and know? like, who?
0: I need snark.
1: We're gonna need another point of view if Pax and Electra are gonna have any like lead role, right? You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. I th- I think we might get a Pax point of view. I
1: if we don't, then th- I feel like they're kind of gonna disappear into the background.
0: He could tag along with Lyria, maybe. I don't know. I guess he's sending Lyria, though, so he's not really going to be...
1: He's a sender. He likes to send people places.
0: Maybe we'll get a lot of packs in, in like, Mustang chapters.
1: Yeah, but I don't think we get any fun banter with Mama Mustang.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying.
1: So number two, we already kind of talked about this, but this is the um, training with the Obsidians and how we see... Electra's fighting skills and PAX's fighting skills. Um, And then we also want to talk about the training that the kids have at home and how they form these packs of different colors with the kids. And it's just, it's interesting to see how these kids are growing up um, in a community of all colors and learning. Because, you know, you can't learn to work with someone if you've never known like, yeah. if you've never known a Red, like, how how would you know anything about them? So, right. Pax being, like, best friends with an Obsidian is, like, amazing. Right. Like, these are the first kids who are allowed to, like, become teammates with groups of children. Yeah. So, then when, when Pax and Electra train with the Obsidians, they're already used to working with people that aren't go- just Golds. Right.
0: And so, it's interesting to see how different Pax is in those two scenarios (laughs) like yeah training at home it's all good whatever he's kind of pissed that he lost or whatever but when he's out in the world and he's like a uh, piece on the game table or whatever you know he takes like much more seriously and he's like i'm not gonna deal with this shit from you and he's not gonna play her game right he's like i'm not gonna participate in this stuff with you and then he just kind of unleashes his full powers at yeah. that moment. <laughs> <you> know, like,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and like in the <laughs> other scenario with Electra, he's also got is it is Thraxa there not Xana.
0: It's Niobe, I believe. It's
1: Niobe. Mm-hmm. He's got Niobe like, you know, he he's got protection. He's n- he knows like right. someone's gonna step in. Right. So yeah, it's it's super interesting just to see. Um, because we we got to experience the Institute with Darrow. So now this is kind of, we're seeing a new way of learning. That's a good
0: point. Yeah, I hadn't really thought about that.
1: And it doesn't involve killing someone, (laughs) (laughs) hopefully. (laughs) Go
0: figure. (laughs) Uh, And that brings us to our number one moment. I think you can guess what it is. The boy who killed a torch chip.
1: The first boy.
0: The first boy. So this is just great packs here. I mean, we get him flying
1: the boy who lived <laughs> is that what you're going for
0: yeah i mean that's what it kind of sounds oh, okay. like yeah that's, mean, that's a
1: harry potter reference for this you right
0: they that's what pierce wrote in the book the boy who killed a torch ship yeah yeah so this is that great moment where he's uh, flying in and kills the or destroys the red hand torch ship
1: showing some sick blue vibes
0: people are on like is that a kid on the radio? And he's just like, shut up and do what I say. (laughs) He's
1: (laughs) like, Ephraim, can you give the commands with your older voice?
0: He's just leading the whole squad out there. He's like, you go here, you go here, I'll fly in here. And then he takes out the ship pulling off this like incredible maneuver, comes out, everybody's just like,
1: whoa. Whoa. Whoa, it's Baby Peck! <laughs>
0: yes, it's the boy. The first boy. And, and we
1: we already saw his skills with maybe the Mind's Eye, maybe not. But mm-hmm. with some sick fighting. Mm-hmm. Now we see his sick flying skills.
0: Yeah, I like that he's a like a flyer. And like Darrow's much more of like a razor fighter. I like that Brute he's force. like... force. Yeah, <laughs> he's like got different <laughs> skills than his dad. But he's also, he's like interested in something different. He doesn't want to yeah. be just like his dad. But he's also just, like, super good at the thing that he decided to put his mind to. Well, it's
1: like um, Darrow's, like, the linebacker, and Pax is, like, coding. Right. You know, and maybe fencing. (laughs) 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 Playing chess, for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's definitely still got a lot of his mom in him, but he's got skills, like, nonetheless. And, like, this is a great moment. I hope we get to see more of him in... The pilot's chair, I agree with all of you howlers that wrote in that you want to see them, like lead a fleet or fly more ships or be involved in that way.
1: Maybe the, you know, sleepover trio we're talking about, Darrow and Cassius Boys Club, maybe they'll need a little saving from Baby Pat. That's true.
0: They need to ride. They need to ride back to Mars. So
1: that'd be cute. Hey <laughs> Dad, I guess I'll spend time with you by saving your life. <laughs>
0: Got to save his life to spend
1: time with him. Yes. (laughs) Not great. (laughs) You will hang out with me, father.
0: (laughs) All right. That's the Prime 5. Let's move on to Primer Pixie.
1: Did the kitties, Pax and Electra survive the howler pod passage of in-depth scrutiny and judgment? Let's find out. Okay. So before we decide, let's hear from our howlers.
0: Got a couple emails this week. Our first email is from our friend Stephanie. Okay, she said, I did some Wikipedia reading for Electra and PAX to see if I could predict what will happen. Electra was hard to think about because I'm trying to remember her role in Dark Age. Besides great banter with Ephraim, the strongest memory I have is when she watches her mother walk into the ocean and lights a fire to welcome her home. The scene made me cry. That was a very emotional scene. Um, So it was surprising to read on Wikipedia that Electra in mythology plotted matricidal revenge. I don't think our Electra is going to do that. She may be a daddy's girl, but no way. I would like to see more interaction with Electra, her mother, and sisters. That'd be cool. When I looked up Pax, I found out about the 200-year Roman period that was supposedly peaceful. The period known as Pax Romana was also called Pax Augusta. Hmm. Hmm. I see what you did there, Pierce. Whoa. So perhaps we'll be part of the solar system achieving peace. I really can't predict anything more specific. I can tell you what I do want to see. The kids were already reunited with their mothers, so I just really, really hope they get to be reunited with their fathers. After all this, they deserve that. But Pierce is probably going to break our hearts, and it will probably be bittersweet. You're a seasoned howler, Stephanie. I think you're guarding your heart, and that is... Very important.
1: That is safe. (laughs) (laughs) Playing it safe. It's good, you know, keep your sanity in these tough times. Yes, for sure. Next up we have an email from Daniel. Daniel, okay. Daniel says, The kitties. Honestly, at first I thought that they were just there for background noise, but I've been pleasantly surprised. I enjoy them both in different ways. Pax more so than Electra, admittedly. Electra is sort of a plain character to me she just wants to kill she has idolized her parents adventures to the point that I think she's just trying to mirror them the loyalty of Victra and the savagery of Severo to be fair those are huge shoes to fill but (laughs) I was going to say Victra is more than Severo's (laughs) jokes (laughs) Um, Daniel says but I just really don't feel there's much substance to her hot take Electra is a pixie (laughs) Wow. wow. Better watch your back when you're sleeping and <laughs> come at you with a razor. Daniel says, I've already said my prediction for her in Severo's character study, but just to say again that out of all my predictions, I really think Severo will be the one to cut Electra down. With his mind addled, I think that we as readers are going to be in for a rough time.
0: Daniel, that is a dark future that you're presenting to us.
1: Damn, Daniel. Pax is prime. (laughs) I see more of Virginia in him than Darrow at the moment, but I feel that this makes sense. Speaking as an army brat myself, I barely saw my dad, and there's certain strain that's put on children in that situation. You want so badly to be like them to have their approval... Over time, their absence leaves you a bit torn. I feel that Pax will get his father's rage, though, in this next book. I think that when Electra dies, Pax is going to go after the Abomination and will finally see that blend of Mustang and the Reaper. But I also think that while he'll be successful in killing the clone, that he's in for more heartache. It's my opinion that Darrow isn't going to make it out alive in the final book. I'll get more into that later. Electra, Pixie, Pax Prime. Wow, love Damn it. Damn, Daniel.
0: I like when Daniel steps out of the limb.
1: Thank you for your email, as always.
0: All right, this next email is from Amin. He says, I'm a big Red Rising fan. I've been uh, talking to Ben on the Graham." Yes, you have. Hello, Amin. Thanks for writing. Uh, his question is about Pax, and he said, can he grow old and actually stay alive during <laughs> book six?
1: That's <laughs> a great question.
0: I'm going to say yes. I mean, I think he can.
1: Um, I I also think he'll survive.
0: I just don't think Pierce has it in him to kill children.
1: (laughs) Is that a joke? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I think he used it all. I tried to say
0: it with a straight face, but I couldn't.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, I think that I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that kids will have a huge role, but I don't think that. Uh, They're gonna die. Yeah, I don't think
0: there's much achieved by killing them.
1: Or kill everybody. Why not, Pierce?
0: They're the future. So I think they, if anybody's gonna die, I think it's gonna be the first generation with this generation living on.
1: And you know the children are future.
0: All right, it's our turn. So I think this one's pretty easy today.
1: They're both pixies. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Let's move on. (laughs) <laughs> They're fucking kids. Do we even know?
0: No. Okay. Let's start with Electra. Okay. So we, I we just don't know much about her, right? I mean, right. She's dangerous. She's sarcastic.
1: I I love Electra.
0: I really enjoy her being around.
1: I like her snobby, sarcastic, cutthroat personality. That then you like you know, get on her good side and then you feel even better about yourself because you, like, <laughs> got through all that. Right. And now she likes you. So we all we all have a friend like that. True.
0: That's the case for, case against, maybe that she's, like, a mean girl, kind of.
1: I don't think she's a mean girl. I think she might kill you, which, <laughs> that's different than a mean like girl. A, she's a dangerous girl. Yes. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Prime, still. I enjoy Electra. Same. Okay. Pax, the case for. He's like the smartest boy of all time.
1: He's the first boy. And he's the fucking
0: first boy. I mean, am I, I going to go ahead and tell Darrow that his, his boy is not prime?
1: Well, I'd be scared of Darrow. <laughs> I will say the case against, he is a little too overconfident for his age. I wow. realize he's very smart, Wow. but he obviously sent Ephraim to die he
0: he does send people to their their death so if i was lyria i would be a little nervous right right right
1: (laughs) he basically encourages people to do what he thinks is the right thing but i don't think he's seeing every angle and i'm hoping he learns from ephraim's death that maybe he he doesn't know everything
0: well i think he's just like so smart that he's kind of detached. Like he can see the 30,000 foot view. Yeah. Without the emotion, without the emotion, which is a little dangerous. <laughs> which <laughs> is why say. I said he's a psychopath. <laughs> 10 to 11 years old. <laughs> so, you he know, need, he
1: needs some warm chicken noodle soup. That
0: part. We just want to make sure that Pax feels like he's loved at all times, you know, like or else there are people here for you or else we could end up with like another little jackal scenario. Another Adrius Yeah. I was
1: about to say that. Yeah. Um, so, in that case, <laughs> I guess I'll say he's Prime, <laughs> and Pax, you are very loved.
0: That case against got a little long, but <laughs> <laughs> I am think- also going to say Prime. I'm, I'm excited to see him in book six. I really want to see what happens with Pax.
1: So, yes, I do want to give Pax and Electra the chance to become holy prime right because right now they're both baby prime
0: baby prime i like that all right you know what it's time for
1: what are we into this week i'll go first
0: Aaron, what are you into
1: um so i've been using this jogging app because you know, know
0: exercise
1: covid so i've been running outside it got really cold recently <laughs> but the app is free um you can choose to sign up for a subscription, but you could use it without paying. And that's, I've been using the free version and it's called C 25 five K that's C and then two five and then K and it stands for couch to five K mm-hmm. and which is what I was doing. I was on the couch and now um, I'm on week six and then by week eight, I'll be ready to, um, or after week eight, I'll be ready to run a five K. Wow. Uh, okay. According to the app, <laughs> 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 um, so basically it's interval running um, it and it it's easy to use because you just push start on the app and then you can be playing you know Spotify in the background, and a lady's voice says, uh, begin your warm-up and it's just start running, start walking <laughs> and th- so you don't have to look at your phone at all. you yeah. just you just do what she says. And then it it tracks where you go via GPS and tells you how far you went. So that's pretty cool. So C2 5K, Ben has tried it. He liked it too.
0: It's a good one. I used it to run a 5K. And then once I finished the 5K, I immediately vowed to never run again. And I haven't.
1: You ran a 5K?
0: Yeah. Uh (laughs) I really did. When? Uh, I was like,
1: "Wait, mm, you've used this app before?"
0: Yeah, I used it in like 2014 or something. It was like oh. five or six years ago.
1: Wait, why did you vow to never run a 5K? Because it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> ben, don't uninspire <laughs> me. I'm working towards it. Okay, Ben, what are you into this week besides not running?
0: I'm into the Ocean's trilogy. That's Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. They're all on Netflix now. You can watch all of them. I watched them on, like, Sunday, Monday, and some on Tuesday.
1: Oh, not all at once? No. Because you're a pixie.
0: No, I mean, I just didn't want to sit in front of the television for, like, eight hours straight. You know, I was going for more of, like, a six- to seven-hour type Uh situation. Totally. Uh, So I just watched two of them and then just watched the other one the next day. But um, anyway, these are great movies. I was just reminded of, like, how great these movies are. I haven't seen them in a a while. Um, Great movie stars. Oh, yeah. Great settings Clooney. uh yeah great settings uh great just heists and
1: you love a good heist i love
0: a fucking good heist you know and from central i was actually really pleased with oceans 13 i'm not sure that i have seen that movie since it came out it's a lot better than i remembered it
1: i think i've only seen oceans 11 so i need to get on it
0: so yeah uh, i would suggest watching those if you need a, like a good movie that you don't want to think about you're like looking for a movie on netflix you're like I should just watch Ocean's Eleven. Ben told me to. Yeah, it's a good one. That's what I did the other day. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna watch them."
1: You and you showed him. I did. I showed him,
0: and George <laughs> Clooney thanks me. He called me.
1: So thanks for watching. I love a good George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> he's still looking good sexy. in these movies. Yeah, they're it's like, like
0: s- fifteen years old. So he's
1: like seventy now, right? Yeah, still sexy. <laughs> he looks much
0: younger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's coming up next week on Hallow Pup,
1: pup one. Pup, pup two.
0: This is pup one calling Halo one.
1: Pup two, <laughs> over. Uh, sorry, Alexander Arcos and Rona.
0: Wow, little. This is cute.
1: Little baby love, uh, story before someone gets shot in the face.
0: We are shipping them for this. We're episode. totally
1: shipping. <laughs> 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 we're so young yeah um, so
0: do you have thoughts about Alexander Arcos do you want to write uh, an obituary for him and we'll read it on HowlerPod
1: does anyone think that there wasn't a love connection
0: ah, I would love to hear that yeah
1: you know like maybe we're just too ready to make people yeah, maybe be we're a just couple like- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, if you have thoughts on Rona and her, like, gears for elbows, let us know.
1: Do you think her bolts are disgusting? Yeah,
0: Lysander. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't call in <laughs> Lysander.
0: <laughs> we definitely don't want to hear from you and your space racist ass.
1: Yes, bolts are cool.
0: <laughs> I would love a good bolt elbow.
1: I'd love to plug into a fucking Drakenjager. That's what I'm saying. I'll, I'll go to, to work, work. there. <laughs> I could get to work in, like, five minutes. <laughs> just walk over That's houses. Like,
0: a <laughs> truck in your acre down the highway. All perfect. you have to look
1: out for <laughs> is the power lines.
0: Somebody gets in your way, just, like, blow them up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Karen. <laughs> Becky, you're done. I do want to man
0: <laughs> blow some people up
1: just when i'm driving in the morning i'm like fuck everybody
0: let me tell you guys about aaron driving a car it's a rage situation
1: i, I am a, i'm truly a red just pure rage
0: it's a lot of talking to other drivers
1: and just real anger <laughs> yes
0: she's not aaron is not an angry person she's literally never angry about anything except for when she's driving and she's just mad at everyone. I also drive like I'm a NASCAR driver. <laughs> yes. It's a little bit scary.
1: It's good. You know. <laughs> I got the confidence of someone who's never been in an accident. Uh, 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 uh. All right, Howlers. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Etsy. That's at HowlerPod, H-O-W-L-A-R-P-O-D. Check out the Etsy store. Email us, Howler and at HowlerPod at gmail.com. Leave a voicemail. Tell us about Alex and Rona's love story. Yeah,
0: I'm hoping for... We better get a good turnout for this Alexander-Rona episode. Because guess what? There's only two episodes of Hallerpod remaining this year after next week.
1: Oh my God.
0: Wow. Two very secret characters to end the season. I'm sure you're going to have a really hard time figuring out who it is.
1: It's not Darrow. (laughs) anyways rona and alex next week 1-800-516-1540 and tell us about if you ship them or not yay or nay shipping
0: Mm -hmm. i want to see all the alexander fans out for this week
1: find links to all this at Hallerpod.com. tell a friend about the podcast spread the word about the books definitely write and review us five stars only if you don't give us five stars only then we will creepy close our eyes and kick your ass in a very cold and emotionless way.
0: Bone spur, two millimeters from your carotid artery.
1: And I'll say, the bone spur is two millimeters. (laughs) Do not move or you will die.
0: All right. Thank you to Heather, our wise and wonderful researcher for all her hard work researching these characters and their historical connections.
1: And thank you to Miles for the kick-ass, amazing, wonderful episode art.
0: Mm. All right. Thanks, Adlers.
1: Omnisphere Lupus. Ow. Ow.